Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. You can't just yell at a red wave and make it go away. You got to impeach it twice and then shoot it with a silver bullet. It's high noon for Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram messenger app information stream at t.me slash I'm your moderator. Join the discussion thread at t.me slash be reasonable discussion. Uh, What else? Hey, this would be great. Go review the podcast on iTunes. Hit a little five star. Give me some nice words. I had an angry commie. Give a one star with some not nice words because commies are so angry. It was like all in capital letters. Biden won and then he won again and then he won again. I'm like, wait a second. You're admitting that Biden didn't win, you fucking moron. You can't win an election three times. You can only win it once. Trump did that. Biden lost. That's why it took them so long to keep confirming that he won because everybody was like, hey, wait, he didn't win. You can see it right there. Yesterday, Jim Jordan was getting heckled to admit that Joe Biden was legitimately elected. Like, why won't you just say it? All you need to do is say that it's what's going to bring us all together. That is is so disturbing. No one should like be trying to make other people say anything. Say it, say it. All right, I'll say it. If anyone knows who, what that movie was from, I will laugh. Trying to get Jim Jordan to say it like a fucking struggle session. We are straight up In communist China right now, you are getting a taste of what it would look like and feel like to live in communist America, because right now. The communists are exerting all the power they can. And they are failing, of course, because they're communists. But it's still very annoying to have to deal with. It'll all get sorted out, though. I'm not. Concerned about that. Now, first off the bat, I have to fact check myself about Newsmax. I was saying yesterday that Newsmax didn't show Trump's feed from Alamo, Texas, and they in fact did. I think I was thinking of the day before where they didn't show Pompeo. You can fact check that one, too. It's irrelevant. So today we are in the midst of fake impeachment number two. The first one was fake because the impeachment was 
about them trying to cover up something Joe Biden did. And that something was his corruption in Ukraine. There is no question about whether or not Joe Biden was corrupt in Ukraine. They have all the emails. They have witness testimony. They have everything. They also have everything about China and Russia. It's all on Hunter's laptop, aside from, I'm sure, mountains of other evidence that they have against the criminal Joe Biden and his criminal family and our last president, Obama, who himself is also a criminal. They all knew about all this stuff. But yet they impeached Trump over a phone call because they wanted to get him off this trail and... One of their best methods is projecting, accuse the other side of what your side is doing so that when it comes out that it's your side doing it, no one will believe it. They've done this too many times to even count. They live in a totally distorted false reality where some people walking through the Capitol is somehow akin to four months of burning down cities and destroying people's lives and businesses and actually killing people like David Dorn and literally taking lasers and trying to burn out the eyes of people guarding federal buildings. Yes, they did that. Know what else they did? They filled bags with their own shit And threw them at these people. That is way beneath human dignity. You know what else they did? They threw water bottles filled with concrete. Or frozen water bottles. Or cans of food. Stuff that you could put in your bag. And you couldn't get in trouble for because a can of chicken noodle soup is not technically a weapon until you make it one. God, what strategists these communists are. So now they're taking that event at the Capitol and reframing it as something that makes Donald Trump a clear and present danger to the United States of America for the next seven days. That makes no sense. The next seven days are the least likely time for Trump's side to get upset. Nothing could be more obvious. Donald Trump was out yesterday multiple times saying no violence, no violence, no violence. Today, the White House released a statement saying the same thing. No violence, no vandalism, no lawlessness. He could not be any clearer and his side is listening and doing nothing. Meanwhile, Democrats already have their communist rioters in Washington, D.C. right now. They're already there. They're ready. They want to make sure that all the fascists are expelled. Well, commies, if you expel all the fascists, you won't have anyone left to vote for the Green New Deal, you fucking dummies. Of course, they think the right are fascists for challenging the validity of a clearly fraudulent election as the Constitution recommends. That is fascism. Pushing through the results of a fraudulent election, knowing them to be fraudulent against the will of the people, your own oath, and the Constitution of the United States is not fascist, apparently. Completely shutting down the speech of all the people who can see that the election was obviously fraudulent is also, in their minds, not fascism. Businesses destroying other competitive businesses to make sure That the president can't talk to people and the people can't talk to each other to them is not fascism. Talking about how no one should ever have 
a job again if you supported Donald Trump is not fascism to them. And according to PBS's own principal counsel, having Department of Homeland Security go around the country rounding up the children of Trump supporters and taking them away to re-education camps is also not fascism. But if you try to hold your state or your country accountable to its own election laws, then you are a fascist and you must be expelled. What's next, commies? Are you going to tar and feather them? The Democrat side in the impeachment hearing was as reprehensible as anyone could ever imagine. They always do this thing where they try to pull off some highfalutin prose with all of these emotional trigger words about how just how very important it is down to the deep soul of your core to do what's right so your grandchildren Once you tell them, what did I do this day? You said, I voted against the orange bad man, grandson. Now change out of those gray clothes into those gray clothes. We're going to have to see if granddad's social credit score is still good enough to get us to the grocery store, son. Fucking communists, man. These pathetic little twerps like Jamie Raskin and David uh, Cicilline and Adam Schiff, one of the most purely reprehensible people in the world who has been lying nonstop for years about critical issues to the United States, provably lying. Adam Schiff is the lowest of the low. He's like Nancy Pelosi level, although less powerful, which actually is even more pathetic. Like if you're going to be such an evil cretin, you got to be powerful. Otherwise, you're just a piece of shit. Like any common con man or criminal. The Republican side, to my eye, could have done a much better job. Matt Gates was great. Jim Jordan's great. There's a few others. But then we have the ones that are like, yeah, well, first I got to say that, of course, it wasn't a le- it was a legitimate election. But, you know, this is not the right uh, thing to do with impeachment. At this moment in time, because we have to unify. No, dum-dum. You lost all your respect last week. And you just lost it again right now. By saying that this election that you know is fraudulent, in fact, wasn't. Kevin McCarthy is apparently looking for the end of the road in his political career. And he's gotten himself all the way up to the Republican minority leader in the House. It's strange that he didn't actually press for election security because if he had, he would very likely be the Republican majority leader in the House, which would make him speaker. Kind of blew it there, didn't you, Kev? Figured you'd take another two years because you know the House will get swept in in a great red wave. People will will reject the communism. You probably actually already have a deal. I bet you Kevin McCarthy has a deal so that next time the Dominion systems will allow Republicans enough seats in office for him to be speaker. And then we can sweep the whole thing under the rug, say, oh, yeah, the Democrats shouldn't have done that back in 2020. Look what happened. Now they're in the minority. And President Harris is just going to have to work with them. You can just see the stupid political narratives that we're going to have to confront if these 
dummies force this through. So obviously there's the president is not going to be impeached and convicted. There is zero chance of that. Mitch McConnell isn't even going to bring it up by the time it would matter. So all of this is completely pointless and completely for show. The Democrats are trying to divide the country, trying to slander Donald Trump, and they are trying to delegitimize the things that he is still actively doing right now. And thank goodness he's doing those things. So last night, Don Lemon used every ounce of his very considerable gravitas to report on a leaked story that Donald Trump had told Mike Pence that if he didn't uh, challenge the Electoral College certifications last week, then he was a pussy. (laughs) So Don Lemon had to come out and say that on TV. Now, that event almost surely didn't happen. The leak is fucking hysterical because what they did was get the mainstream media to go wide with a story about Mike Pence being called a pussy, right while they're all in the middle of loving Mike Pence right now. And of course, they're all so outraged about Donald Trump calling Mike Pence a pussy that they love Mike Pence even more. It is stunning, is it not, to see how they go from calling the man this malignant homophobe who wants to electrocute gay people And now he's just like another one of their pals. Now, I'm going to say right now that if there was some machination I'm unaware of and Mike Pence's commission of treason last week was somehow part of a grander plan to catch the rest of them committing treason, well, I'll allow Mike Pence to slide. But I don't think Mike Pence is a great man regardless. That would make me wrong about my about my assessment of what happened last week and what is reported to have happened last week. That would be coming out of left field. Be awesome. I would like to watch it. But that seems relatively unlikely right now. It seems much more likely that Mike Pence is, in fact, a pussy and a traitor, and someone who committed treason. That's what it seems like. We will see. But nothing is funnier than when the media knows that it has, like, the perfect catnip for maskies and commies, and they will just run with it and spread it like wildfire while it helps our narrative. Nothing makes me laugh harder than that shit. Like all of this uh, hand wringing about violence from Trump supporters has allowed Trump to station military in all of these cities to protect from Antifa. The communists are so dumb. In fact, I'm starting to wonder if they're just like playing into this grand orchestration of situations for the benefit of Donald Trump. Like maybe they've turned or maybe they're just being helpful, but everything they do seems to immediately backfire and play into exactly what all of us want. It's so, so strange, but Washington DC is pretty much set up like a war zone right now. There are soldiers everywhere. They have built barricades. It's a little nutty. I'm not mad that they're doing it. Whatever it takes to keep the peace is just fine with me. I know our side isn't the violent one. So I'm not really concerned about that. And the communist terror cell, Black Lives Matter Antifa, has created... So many problems for this country cause so much death and destruction and anger that I am glad that there is now a force that is capable of dealing with them 
and specifically tasked to deal with them. Because as we saw, the Democrat governors and mayors have no actual interest in pursuing their crimes, bringing any of them to justice or making sure that they can't do it again. As we see with John Sullivan, Black Lives Matter Antifa terrorist, being at the Capitol last week. He got caught and immediately released because, you know, he's one of the good guys, one of the good terrorists in commie world. It's actually kind of amazing that Cardi B just spent a whole year being famous about a song called WAP, Wet Ass Pussy. And now we have Don Lemon on air at CNN referring to Mike Pence as a pussy. That is so stupid. I cannot believe that these are the people that this terrible communist movement pushes to the top. They're like, you know what? There's 330 million people in this country. We got to find the right people to represent us. We're going to choose Cardi B and Don Lemon. Holy shit. Now, I think that the communists have a critical misunderstanding of what our priority is. This is the whole like you're in a cult thing when you speak in favor of Donald Trump. Now, first off, we're not the ones in a cult and we're not the ones obsessed with Donald Trump. That is you, commie. Commies, Obamis, Romneys, Maskies, and commie mommies are all obsessed with Donald Trump. It is all they think about day and night. If they won the election, why don't they just fucking chill out until Joe Biden doesn't become president? Why are they trying to ruin the surprise by realizing this whole time that Joe Biden will never be president? It's kind of ruining it for themselves, you know? But they're screaming about impeachment with one week to go, knowing that they're not going to be allowed to impeach because Mitch McConnell isn't even going to help them, even though he said that the president had committed impeachable offenses. Way to be principled, Mitch. (laughs) You ever think about Karate Kid where like... uh, uh, Mr. Miyagi is talking to Daniel son and he's like talking about how if you're on one side of the road, that's cool. If you're on the other side of the road, that's cool. But if you're in the middle, you get squashed like grape. That is Mitch McConnell right now. He's like, hey, well, I definitely think it's a, a impeachable. So don't get mad at me, fascists. But I'm also not going to impeach. So don't get mad at me, real people. In fact, I'm not even going to be on the floor, so I don't have to take responsibility for any of it. Sorry, scheduling problems. Very bold, Mitch. Crawl back in your shell. But they genuinely do not understand what it is we actually care about, okay? Yes, we want Trump to win. But the fact is Trump already won. That goal has been completed and accomplished. Mission successful. The goal for us is to completely drain the swamp. We want real constitutional order restored. We want real society restored. We want the values of honesty and morality and serving the will of the people brought back into office. That's what we want. We don't want one side yelling about how if we don't immediately institute communism, then we're racist. No one wants that. Likewise, no one wants all these whiny bitch-ass little rhinos who can't stand up for even the most basic principles Like each person's vote deserves to be fairly counted. And we shouldn't have a ton of other votes just thrown in for the hell of it so that communists can win. 
Oh, it wasn't our fault, guys. It wasn't our fault. That was the Democrats. Elect us again and we'll protect you. No one believes you. You're Romney's. That's what Romney's are, by the way. I don't know if I've ever gone into Romney's. But all of these guys are Romney's. So commies are actual commies. Obamies are the ones who are pleasing the commies in the Democrat Party because they want power and all of them are insanely corrupt. And Romney's are the Republican version of them. No more maskies, no more commies, no more Obamies, no more Romneys. That's what we want. And only just that. And Trump is just a cherry on top. That's not a whole song. Could be someday. Who knows? Now, I was thinking last night about the part of the podcast where I was talking about how we're going to deal with people after this moves on. Like, you know, I have friends who are like, I can't wait to text these fuckers and be like, I told you so. I told you so. And I'm like, yeah, man, I get that feeling a lot, too. You know, like there are definitely people that I would like to say, hey, you fucking moron. Way to choose the wrong side. Enjoy your life of shame. I would love to say that to people. I think that I'm not going to. And anyone who approaches me about this, I think the right thing to say is this. Not, I told you so. Not, yeah, that's right. Just, we were telling you the truth. Okay? Make the point very clearly that this isn't about cults. It's not about parties. It's not about anything. We looked for the truth. We got as close as we could. And that's what we communicated. We were telling you the truth is all you need to say. Because the problem is not that they didn't have access to the same facts as us. Of course they did. All they had to do was look. It was literally everywhere except the places they look. But they are so committed to those places that they don't bother looking anywhere else. So, of course, they don't know any of these things. So it wasn't like, haha, I was right and you were wrong. It was like, no, I looked and you didn't. I was telling you the truth. And you know that I was telling you the truth because you know who I am. And you know that I wasn't misinformed or uninformed about this stuff because you know I pay more attention than you. So what we had was less a disagreement and more you failing to pay me the respect to actually ask me why I think the things I think. That's what we have. I really feel like all we should say is we were telling you the truth. Leave it there. We were telling you the truth. Oh, really? Like, how do you know that's true? Go find out for yourself, commie. Put the work in. Figure out how to scrape back to humanity after what you've done. So I'm watching this impeachment and the Democrats all have their little speeches prepared, right? And they haven't even decided on what the number of dead is from these capital terrorists. Now, to my knowledge, we've only heard about two people who died there on the scene. If I, they keep saying it's four or five or six, and I'm not even saying they're wrong. I'm just saying, if that's true, how come we don't have their names and their stories yet? We have the one gunshot person, and we have the guy who was claimed to have been beaten to death with a fire extinguisher, but actually died of a heart condition. That's like getting in a car crash and actually, you know, dying of COVID. Got to keep those numbers up. One dead person from the gunshot from the police officer in the Capitol. Well, that one isn't actually a Trump supporter causing the violence. So kind of hard to make your narrative with that, right? And the other one, they really had a thing going, 
But then kind of the heart condition kind of fell apart. And then they didn't have any other stories. Now, again, it's possible that I'm missing them. If you have them, send them my way. But the Democrats couldn't even keep that number straight. Sometimes it was four. Sometimes it was five. Sometimes it was six. I guess we can just make up anything now because by virtue of being on the honest team, that in turn just makes us honest. So we can go out there and say that, yes, they really were coming to hang Mike Pence. Yes, that's exactly what they were doing. And yes, of course, they were going to try to kill Nancy Pelosi and blow up a bomb in there. Like Lindsey Graham said, this is actually stuff from their speeches. I'm not I'm not even being sarcastic right now. They really said this in the stupid impeachment hearing today. It's insanity. And then Adam Schiff, they tried to breach the citadel of American democracy. Thanks for the warning, Adam. Let us all know next time you try to breach the citadel of the Chateau Marmont. How about that? Where's Anthony? Speaking of where's Nancy, by the way, uh, where's Nancy was at work today. So that's where she is, I guess. Now, another little interesting follow up to the Project Veritas video yesterday of the PBS communist Michael Bellend, um, you know, being a Nazi and stuff that came out. That went wide. That's real. So the next day after that, what story do they publish? Well, it's Rachel Rodriguez, that ballot harvester that they caught on camera. The one who was paying people and giving them gifts and telling them how to fill out their ballots, actually taking their ballots back to them to tell them how to fill it out. Or as Democrats call it, totally legal curing of ballots. So she's caught. She's arrested. Is that a conspiracy theory now or is it true? It's hard to tell, isn't it? Well, let's see. It was a conspiracy. So this whole time it's been a conspiracy, even when the video was being shot and she was saying these things under, you know, of her own volition. It was a conspiracy and it's been a conspiracy for low these so many weeks Three months now, it's been a conspiracy. And then today, bam, arrested. Not a conspiracy anymore. Can we talk about it publicly? No, because everybody knows that's been thoroughly discredited. Fucking communists. Like, it would just be so nice if they could be honest for one second. Just one second. But of course they can't because they're vicious authoritarians. That's part of their thing. That's why these people act this way, because that's who they are. They think they imagine themselves because they are deranged narcissists that they are going to save everyone else by being brutal authoritarians. So, of course, last summer, the violence was all justified. I mean, they were solving racism, obviously. Today. A new Democrat congresswoman, Cori Bush, called Donald Trump the white supremacist in chief. Very unifying, commie. It is a disgrace that we have people like that in Congress. I cannot wait until they are all gone. One week. Let's hope. Yesterday, uh, Gizmodo, that storied publication, published a, an article with a utterly ridiculous picture about how data tracking allowed them to see that there were all of these parlor users invading the Capitol. And so they, the, the picture they show is like an aerial, like overhead shot of the Capitol building and what seems to be about, I don't know, a hundred red dots. And these are the very dangerous parlor users who breached the Capitol. So that makes, you know, by 
the sort of logic that retards use, um, that means that parlor is then dangerous. Now, it's strange because they didn't release a picture of how many of these people had Facebook and Twitter on their phones. I'd be real interested to see that one. In fact, I would be real interested to see how many Facebook and Twitter users were in the Black Lives Matter Antifa domestic terror acts that we experienced all of last summer. Put that graphic up, Gizmodo. You're objective. I wonder if they compared the two graphics, they might find a bunch of those terrorists from Antifa in the Capitol building this time. They were important last year. Now they're at the Capitol. You got to be there, though, because it's a very important event, right? Antifa boss. Who's the Antifa boss? Who's the Antifa boss? Is it you, George? Is it you? <laughs> yeah, good commie. Yeah, the guy who funds Antifa is the same guy who used to turn his neighbors over to the Nazis. Yes, that's correct. No, I'm not making it up. Yes, you can see it on video. Stop it now. George Soros is an evil man. It's not anti-Semitic to say that. And do we know Antifa was there? Why, yes, we do. Rudy Giuliani was on War Room this morning. And he said that they actually had MAGA people embedded in Antifa for months. That's pretty funny, ain't it? It's just like what they do, except in reverse. So now it's unfair. How could you do that? How could you put those terrible white supremacists in the middle of our organization that is totally trying to solve racism? That's unfair. There's going to be so much whining when all of this is said and done. And I will just sit there smoking a cigarette, looking out over the horizon and just taking it all in, listening to it, allowing it to comfort me as I would the sound of crickets at dusk. It's a beautiful day. Bono, you're a commie too. See you later. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the fact that it really seems like we have departed into two alternate realities right now. And of course we haven't. There's one reality and we have a minority of people clearly who are totally detached from it. It's not a minority who is in some way detached from it, but it is a, a smaller minority, like maybe 20, 25% who are completely detached. Those are like the real true commies, like uh, like Hollywood actors and, um, you know, all the millennial morons at the New York Times editorial board, like the Nicole Hannah Joneses of the world, the Alyssa Milano's. They live in a totally alternate universe, and it's not hard to see how something like this can come to be and. I think that people on our side recognize that the circumstance I'm about to describe is actually the circumstance we live in, but it doesn't seem like anyone on their side actually recognizes this. I mean, it is possible for one situation to happen in the real world that two people experience and they perceive it in two entirely separate ways. We know that's possible. Ask yourself, is that possible? Yes, of course. Is it possible for two people to photograph an event in entirely different ways? Well, yeah, of course that's possible. That's why you hire good photographers instead of the person who took the picture of Kamala Harris on Vogue. Is it possible to describe the same event in different ways that you also photograph in different ways? Well, yeah, of course, that's possible, too. And it's possible to do that in the service of telling a certain story. Like if you wanted to go to that event and photograph it in a way that makes Trump supporters look far worse than they were, you could do that. In fact, that's exactly what the news did. And then you could choose not to show anybody all the pictures of their side causing the problem. 
even though we have video of that too. They just won't show it. So how would you know which one is right if you're getting these two divergent stories, both of which claim to have evidence of their side? Well, you would have to spend time actually learning about it so you could make a judgment. Otherwise, you would just be choosing your side and saying, oh, that's the right one. Or you would be choosing with your emotions and saying, oh, well, yeah, God, that picture makes me really feel really bad. So I guess they're right. That's not how people with adult brains, big brains, respond to the world. None of the commies do that. Nor do the maskies or Obamis or Ramis or Kami Mommies. They accept that their narrative is right without actually thinking about it because they believe that their narrative is always right. And that's it. And so then if they are going to do research, they will only do research trying to build up that narrative that they already assume is right because it's their team. And then they take the next step. So not only do they know that what happened is their version of it because their version is the thing good people believe, so therefore it's right. They also believe that people who believe that thing along with them are the right kind of people. That's how they know that the storming of the Capitol, the storming of the Capitol was a very dangerous riot because they got the story and everyone like them agrees with that side of the story, even though none of them have investigated the story at all. To them, that whole Capitol thing really is dangerous. But it's not dangerous to them physically. And it's not the danger that they claim it is. That somehow the country will fall apart because of that event. Because they also on some level know that's not true. That's just what they're saying their fear actually is. But that's not their fear. Their fear is that understanding what really happened is going to strip them of their ability to ignore objective reality in favor of their narrative. And they apply the same thing to other issues. You know, every time I approach this subject, I'm always like, God damn it. Maybe it's just better. You don't talk about it, but like the pedophilia shit that happens in the world, the human trafficking, the kidnapping and torture of children, that stuff does happen. Now, I'm not saying that I know the people who do it or that I'm certain that person X or person Y, definitely not Hillary Clinton, is a pedophile. I'm not saying that they are. I don't know that they are. I don't have enough solid evidence for me to feel comfortable saying something like that, leveling a charge that massive against someone, okay? But let's go to something lower, right? We do know that these people are corruptible because most humans are. And we also know that most of these people indeed are corrupt. You can witness it with every single thing they say, more or less. If we can agree on the fact that they're corrupt, Corruption leads to compromise, okay? And I don't mean compromise between two opposing parties. I mean the fact that they are compromised, that their, that their job is compromised, their position in society is compromised, and their life may be compromised, or their financial life, or a number of other things. There are ways to compromise people. That is my point. In fact, that is exactly what the Chinese Communist Party did to Joe and Hunter Biden, and they were too stupid to notice it and too corrupt to care. They just keep thinking, oh, well, I guess I'll just ride this train till the end. No one can stop me now. I have the Chinese Communist Party on my side. Now, as people ascend the ladder 
and get more power. Their relative power to those they are compromised by shifts. So how does the entity compromising them get that power balance back to where they had it? Well, they would simply have to compromise that person more. And so anyone willing to be compromised more or in a position to be compromised more will therefore be more likely to attain more power. And we know this stuff is true. If you've ever read uh, John Ronson's The Psychopath Test, it's a great read. Check it out. It's a fascinating book, well-written. John Ronson is a wonderful investigative journalist. I have no idea of what his political opinions are and don't care. If he's a commie, fine. He's really good at his journalism, and he doesn't write from a commie's perspective. That's all I know. But he wrote about how sociopaths and psychopaths make up 1% of the population, and they gravitate toward big cities and systems of power because they want power. That's what their narcissism propels them toward. They need the stimulation, the constant stimulation, right? So we're talking about, in systems of power, a group of people who you already know, more of them than normal, will have no morals at all, okay? So Ronson's book says it goes from 1% in the normal population to 4% in big cities, organizations of power, massive corporations, etc. There is something about their lack of empathy that functions as a benefit for them in their political careers. And so if you take that notion and you consider the need to constantly have these powerful people more and more compromised, how would you do that? The worst acts imaginable to mankind are also the most compromising acts. Okay? So if they are able to get that information on people, then they can make them do whatever they want. And that's exactly what's happening. And I'm not saying that's just specifically about pedophilia, it could be about anything, just anything that would compromise them beyond the point they could stand it. Like if it were to come out, they would either spend the rest of their lives in shame or in prison, or they would commit suicide. That's the kind of compromise, the level of compromise I'm talking about here. So one of the hardest things for me when I used to hear about this stuff was I couldn't believe that there were people who had the desires to do these continually more depraved things. I'm looking at you, shifty shift. But there are. And even if they didn't have the desire initially... They have been compromised, so they will do things that they otherwise may not have done. And then once they are at a certain point, they need to hold power over other people who they then compromise. And the chain has another link added to it. And that chain stretches on forever. That chain is what all of us want to break. It's not about nationalism. Although it has that aspect. We do like America. It's not about populism. That's not our primary goal. Although we would like it if people were treated fairly. It's about breaking that chain of compromise and corruption. Because the world that all good, normal people want to live in, we can disagree about exactly how we get to our priorities. But the world we all want to live in is one where that doesn't exist. And this is probably one of the times in history where we have come the closest to being able to do that. And Donald Trump may yet finish the job. 
But if this chance, if we miss this chance, it's quite possible there may be no going back from that. That's why we care. That's why we're still in the fight. No, we're not trying to have a civil war. We're not trying to be violent. But we are trying to break that chain. That's the goal. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm your moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack. I'm your moderator.substack.com where you can donate or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel-couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!